Hi, stars. You are now listening to Her Spoken Words. Did I say her? Welcome to a special edition season where it is all about our black men in society. In this special season, we will talk about love, relationship, marriage, police brutality, mental health, and everything under the stars about our black men. I am your host, Gloria Clark, and throughout this season, you will hear from black men all over the state of Georgia. Get ready for laughs, get ready to get educated, and get ready to fall in love with these black men. Welcome to season two, His Spoken Words. Welcome back, welcome back to another episode of His Spoken Words. I am, I always say this, <laughs> but I am so excited for this episode. I think I'm excited for every episode because I see the planning that goes behind everything. But I'm excited about this one, one, because it's episode six and we're slowly coming to an end and this season has been amazing. But two, we are talking about education and I love talking about education because I think education is so important, but I think it's even more important in our black men because to be educated is to know your environment and to know what's going on around your environment. And it is so important in this day and age that we keep our black men educated so that we can, you know, finesse the system. So today I have Jalen here as my special guest. And he is someone that is a part of, again, one of my boyfriend's friends group. But I already noticed he is a very chill, laid back person, but he's very observant. I was like, you look like you know what you want to talk about when it comes to education and he you know pulled up so Jalen welcome hey how y'all doing (laughs) so I'm so happy to have him here and we're just gonna jump right into it so we are going to start off with would you rather questions to get him warmed up and then we're gonna get into the nitty-gritty questions and then I'm gonna do my poem so let's get started so you have four would you rather questions are you ready okay Okay, so the first question, would you rather be a practicing doctor or a medical researcher? Definitely a medical researcher. A medical researcher? Why? Um, I just think a medical researcher because it would probably be a little bit more interesting, like the studies that I get to do. Yeah. Um, Compared to being a doctor, I think a doctor would be very thrilling Yeah. because you actually... Um, well, I guess it depends what type of doctor you are, but, mm-hmm. you know, just doing different type of surgeries. So it'll be more thrilling uh, physically. But as far as um, learning new things, uh, I think definitely a medical researcher mm-hmm. uh, because you have the ability to um, really research any subject that you want and um, and develop expertise in that area. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't want to be a doctor. I just... It's a lot of pressure for me. Yeah, um. you got to deal with people's, like, I mean, like I said, it depends what type of doctor you are, but, like, yeah. having somebody's lies in my hand, I mean, I'd rather have that, like, more metaphorically. Yeah, yeah, same, same. So all these would-you-rather questions are going to uh, pertain to your mind. So okay. I tried to pick good ones for, for this specific episode. <laughs> <laughs> would you rather be able to control fire or control water? Man. Um... I'd rather be able to control fire. Fire? Yeah. Fire? That seems dangerous. Yeah. I think it's um more exciting and and it's uh it's dangerous, but 
Um, if we're getting deep with it, I mean, because these are supposed to be like intellectual questions, mm-hmm. um, most people can't control their emotions mm. and their emotions are like fire. So I feel like if you can control fire, then, I mean, that's a that's a true skill mastery. Like you'll be able to really control um, a lot of things if you can't control fire. Like fire spreads so fast. Yeah. But water, I mean, water's not like dangerous. Water doesn't spread. Mm-hmm. I mean, water bending's cool. Shout out to Avatar, but <laughs> I definitely rather be able to control fire. It's more impressive. Yeah, I feel that. That's a. I never thought about it like that. I just seen like I see fire as being dangerous. But if you're thinking about it in that aspect of where, like, if you can can control your emotions, then you should be able to control something as dangerous as fire. It's a good one. That's a good one. Okay. Would you rather be handsome but stupid or intelligent but ugly? <laughs> um. <laughs> I just want to say that you can I, no, appeal to anybody. Yeah. <laughs> There's somebody for everybody. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I mean, handsome, <laughs> handsome but stupid is not even an option at this point. Like, I'm just gonna have to be ugly and intelligent. Like, somebody's gonna find beauty in my intelligence, and yes. you know, I'm gonna love myself because, I mean, I might be ugly, but you know, I have a beautiful brain, <laughs> and that's what counts. You know, that inner beauty it counts. I don't know why I just thought about the SpongeBob episode. I'm ugly and I'm. <laughs> Uh, oh my gosh that is that was a crazy question i'm sorry i had to (laughs) ask it i had to ask it because well y'all see when i get to my poem um would you okay this is the last one um would you rather be an amazing painter or a brilliant mathematician so it's like creative or creative or smart i don't know that's that is really hard because i mean as a kid i was a mathematician Mm -hmm. and my art skills weren't as great but when i did good art like it made me feel really good like Mm -hmm, i remember one mm time um in elementary school uh i knitted something and it went to like the art show and i didn't think it was that great but i felt like really good like my mom was bragging and stuff like because <laughs> I wasn't that artistic, but like that was big for me. But, you right. know, mathematician was just like something that was in the back of my pocket. So um, I love math, but it, it's, it's, it's going to have to be art just because yeah. I don't have that like that uh, that ability mm-hmm. um, as a kid. So, yeah, probably art. Wow. Yeah, I think I would choose art, too. I'm very artsy. I mean, as y'all know, <laughs> I love you know, going to museums and, you know, having intellectual conversations, like that's so me. Math, maybe it would be able to get yeah. me through a few classes yeah. when I was in undergrad, but. <laughs> I prefer one plus one equals box than one plus one equals two. That's oh what it gosh. is. We're not gonna get into that here. <laughs> okay. But, so all these questions, you can find the, these questions at www.conversationstartersworld.com. If you have a podcast or a talk show, or if you just, like my brother said in the last episode, you're going on a date and you don't have nothing to talk about, bring these with you because these will really help you get to know your guest, the person you're dating, or whoever you're talking to. So, yeah. 
Are you ready can for I, the? Oh, can yeah. I ask my uh, my question? It's not a would you rather question, oh, okay. but I feel like I had to come with a question in the back in my back of my pocket. Ooh, okay, okay. Ask me a question. Okay, so this is a question that I used to ask um, on interviews, and mm -hmm. not when I was interviewing someone. When I was getting interviewed, just to kind of break the ice a little bit and mm -hmm. have a little laugh. Um, so if you could be any any animal, what animal would you be, and why? Ooh, this is good. Um, so by default. Um, my favorite animal has always been an elephant. Like the beauty of an elephant and elephants have so much emotion. Like they are so smart. Oh, yeah. Like they're, I mean, I don't know about any other animals, but like they're an animal where you can literally see a tear, like, and like you can hear them whimper and they're just so smart. They're the biggest elephant, but they're very gentle. And I think I would want to be an elephant. Like, I mean, I might be fat, but <laughs> I also like how they travel in groups. Like there's no elephant left behind. And I, and, and that just, that's just who I am as a person. I'm very emotional. I am very like no person left behind. And, you know, I, I can seem like I have this big attitude or this, big personality but i'm very soft and gentle on the inside and i feel like that just resembles me as a person okay and very earthy like y'all see my instagram I, I love the earthy aesthetic <laughs> okay so I'm, I'm gonna tell you my answer like because like okay. when i used to ask the question in interviews it's like a really setup so like i can ask them and and i could like boost up their answer like yeah yeah that's cool or laugh but then also like so i can give like a great answer like it's like a, it's like I'm asking myself a question for the interview. I just added a question in for myself. So, right. you know, any college students out there, if they give you a chance to ask a question, mm. ask a funny, you know, ask very serious questions, but ask like a funny kind of weird question too. you know, it'll mm. make you stand out. That's a good um, tip. Yeah. I hope y'all taking notes for this episode because <laughs> this is why I saved them for last. <laughs> but um, my funny answer is uh, a giraffe mm -hmm. um, because giraffe fights are funny. Uh <laughs> I want to be able to fight with my neck. I think that would be very funny. <laughs> oh um, so that's like my, my joking answer. But my uh, my serious answer, <laughs> when I think down to it, and um, honestly, like, I got this answer by just really thinking hard. Mm -hmm. It's a, it's an eagle mm -hmm. for um, several reasons. Uh, one, because the number one reason is because eagles, um, they're one of the animals that have uh, the top vision mm -hmm. in the animal kingdom. Um, two, because eagles fly really high. So when you think about that, they fly really high. Mm -hmm. They have great vision. Um, they're fierce. Mm -hmm. When you see storms coming, all the other animals fly away, but an uh, eagle flies into the storm. Mm. Um, and also they are, um, they are ferocious when it comes to, um, attacking prey and they only go after live prey because they don't want anything easy. So they don't go after mm. dead prey. Um, so like when I, think about how do I want to uh, model myself in this world and my career uh, business relationships. Um, I just really think how, how Eagle works. I want to have um, very great vision. Mm. Um, everything I want to do, I want to do in excellence. That's going after the prey, um, having that vision at that very high level. And they are um, very protective of their family. Mm. So, so yeah, I mean, if you if you know me, like if you're my friend, I'll do anything for you. So, mm -hmm. eagles like um, it's like my my spirit animal kind of yeah. That's a good answer, and that's also a really really great tip. I never <laughs> thought about that. I've never thought about that. 
That's great. Okay. Thank you for asking me that. Only t- you and another person who's been on the show has ever asked me a question back. And you it's kind of. You got to get your question in. Yeah. It's kind of <laughs> like, whoa, hold on. I didn't prepare for that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So enough fun and games. We're getting into the nitty gritty question. <laughs> We're getting into the nitty gritty questions. So you have about 10, but you know. These are just conversation starters. We can do whatever we want here because I own this show. Um, okay. First question. <laughs> what was school like for you? Were you goofy or were you like the super focused type? Okay, so um, school for me, it was it was definitely both. Mm-hmm. Um, and depending on what time of uh, in my life we're talking about mm-hmm. is which one show more. At a younger age, I was definitely showed a little bit more goofy mm-hmm. um, because, I mean, I was, like, very talkative. Um, at a young age, I liked the t- attention. Mm-hmm. And um, I was a quick learner and um, and very intelligent. So, like, if the teacher wouldn't give me enough work, I would get bored. Mm. So I would act goofy to fill that time, like, you know, just, you know, to tell jokes so- to your classmate, bother them. <laughs> talk a lot mm-hmm. you know so as a young kid I, I i was um marked as a troublemaker and i mean in some ways i was a troublemaker <laughs> but uh it was just mainly because i was bored um but as i got older like towards middle school i was um more focused more shy uh, more reserved more chill more relaxed um i was social but at the same time i was just a little bit more to myself like mm. it, it went from um you know, I liked the tension. And I was never a D-class clown, but I was, like, second or third in line. <laughs> um, I, I knew how to make everybody laugh, so. Yeah. But, I mean, as I grew older, I just became um, a little bit more more timid, more reserved. Yeah. And um, and more more relaxed, more chill. That's what mm-hmm. I would say. Um, I was never antisocial, but I just became a little bit more chill. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, so, have you changed since grade school? I mean, I know you kind of personally so i could still say you're kind of goofy yeah <laughs> no i'm i mean i'm always going to be goofy but um i think you will see i think if you don't know me you're probably never going to see that goofy side yeah um true. so most people get to see the um the more relaxed chill side mm-hmm. and then um i have a very serious side like if you really really get to know me um i have a a, a very serious side to me that um yeah yeah that you take seriously a yeah. serious side that you take seriously. <laughs> good way to put that yeah <laughs> so speaking of seriousness when did you start taking your education seriously um when did i start taking that's but it, it that's, sounds, sounds yeah. like you've been taking it seriously yeah i mean it was i was always good at school like i was always a quick learner i was always um smart so since a young age I got good grades and I think the reason why I took it seriously changed over time mm. um at the beginning it was because like I liked rewards or I like you know saying that I was the best at this or I did mm-hmm. a good job in that area so I mean at a young age it's like um like I said I was a mathematician so being labeled as a mathematician mm-hmm. really motivated me Mm-hmm. Um, getting good grades really motivated me. Um, unfortunately, in grade school, I was an N's and S's guy as far as behavior, but I got E's <laughs> when it comes to, you know, 
when it comes to um, my intellectual ability, but mm-hmm. my behavior was was very unsatisfactory at a young age. <laughs> but um, but getting older, um, I found that. Um, so let me start over. So when I was younger, I read a lot of books. Mm. Um, I didn't really read for fun. I, like I said, I read for some type of level of competition. Like mm. I could read this many amount of books or, you know, reading a lot of books made me feel good. Mm-hmm. Um, so I stopped reading for a while, probably like middle school to sometime in high school. But when I started reading again and um, it actually surprised me that I really enjoyed reading. I kind of I kind of um, didn't have that experience as a kid. I mean, I enjoyed it, but it was more for like a level of competition. Mm. But when I got older, I like found that I really enjoy reading and learning like mm. that I mean I'm a nerd so that 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 resonated with me so yeah so yeah. yeah and and I feel like if that's what you have to do to like kind of get you to the next level of your education like kind of make school I don't want to say make it a competition thing but actually in actuality it, it kind of is a competition yes. thing like especially when you're applying to college even when you get into college it's just like you know who's the best at this or who has the highest grade point average average which i mean i don't necessarily agree with either but whatever it takes to get you on through you know oh no college is all serious no games no games yeah like trying to get out in time like, yes oh my goodness they put you on a clock since you were born to get through school and then if you don't get through with that certain number then it's just a whole ordeal for real but um yeah anywho um so what are your study habits now i know that you're not in school i know you graduated right yes you what year did you graduate i graduated in 2019 2019 gang (laughs) gang gang that's me too (laughs) so um so i guess how have you okay so when were you in school when you were in school how were your study habits um when i was in school uh, my study habits were very. Um, I'm gonna study the day. I'm gonna learn everything the day before the test. Not that I didn't know it the day before the test, but as far as studying, like I was definitely like more of a last minute person. Not me. Um, <laughs> but I mean, at the same time, like I said, like I learned pretty fast. So mm. I mean, as as that um as we're going over the stuff in a chapter as we're learning stuff i mean i pick up on it pretty fast mm-hmm. but if i didn't that day before that test i was going crazy like and i had that ability to re re um to reiterate information mm-hmm. that i learned from last night at a very high level so i mean the night before i can know nothing and then figure it all out and on a test okay i'm good but maybe the next year i'm like i don't know i, I mean i didn't really learn it but you know, I can, I can, I can get a good grade on that test. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm very, uh, I was very, um, like a last minute person when it came to studying. And the one class, it was a, um, it was a chemistry class, chemistry class. Mm-hmm. The one class that I did have to like put more effort into it. Like I had to study daily. Oh man, it was so tough. <laughs> <laughs> it was so tough. Wow, you're just like my brother. Like, I'm the complete opposite. He's very much so like you. Like you know roll over the next morning study for the test it is what it is make an a me i'm studying for that test months in advance i'm looking at the syllabus i'm reading every (laughs) chapter three four times and i just feel like my disability kind of played a part in that you know Mm -hmm. just 
I just felt like I was already so behind the game that I had to work three, four times as hard as everybody else just to be average. Like, I was doing this and making C's, bro. And I was kind of just like, bro, this isn't fair. My brother over here chilling. I'm making flashcards in different colors. And he's chilling. <laughs> but, um... Flashcards in different colors. <laughs> I, I remember people used to do that. I had to do it, like... A quick study tip if you do have a disability, like having your flashcards in different colors really help you remember. Like, I don't know what it is, but those colors were helping me out. Shout out to Dollar Tree. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so when you were in college, did you change your major or did you already know what you wanted to do or what you wanted to be? Um, so I didn't change my major in college. Mm -hmm. um, I think my senior year, I yeah, it was my senior year. I decided um, my major, and it was finance, and mm. um, I can give, like, a quick story on that. Mm -hmm. Originally, I think in 11th grade, I wanted to do engineering, mm -hmm. um, and then I went to go shadow at an engineering firm. Um, hint, hint, if anybody thinks they want to do something, definitely try to do some type of internship or shadowing. Yes. Um, and then I realized... Okay, this is cool, like, but I only really like what the top uh, people in the company do, and they like were the executives, like they got to travel and do engineering. The people who had to sit in the office, and there was a traffic engineer, there was a civil engineer, he had to design the city plans. I, there was one guy, he just sat on the computer and <laughs> and, and, and and did stuff. I was like, those guys aren't cool. The the top guys are cool, but if I never wanted to be like um, the guys who who weren't there yet, then. Um, I can never get to that position of the top guy. So I was mm -hmm. like, I don't think engineering's for me. Mm -hmm. um, and then I went to think about um, accounting because I was good with math. Mm -hmm. And I had somebody in my family that was accountant. Mm -hmm. um, and then that kind of brought me after doing like a bunch of career tests and uh, pressure to my dad. Shout out to my dad. <laughs> um, uh, I, I came upon finance because um, I did research. Like I said, I took a few career tests and then I did research like what has the most amount of opportunity but I don't really have to choose a specific job now. Mm. And it was finance. Like, there's so many areas in finance that I could have took. Mm. Exiting college, I was like, okay, so I don't have to really decide anything truly right now, but mm -hmm. I can just decide in this area. It's like me saying I want to go into healthcare. There are so many things in healthcare that you can do. Right. So that's just how it kind of worked out for me. Right. And I think that's great advice for all the young people who are listening to my show. Like, for me, I picked my major as pre-law, and that kind of sets me up to do a one-directional thing. And as you see right now, I'm not in law school. And I just feel like if we as a nation, because it's not just my community, it's the United Nation, kind of prepared our younger generation to you know, not have such a set in stone, creased cut plan and just kind of make it a general thing enough for them to grow, enough for them to figure out who they want to be, enough like room for them to grow, then it won't be so many people who don't have jobs or don't love what they do or wake up in the morning, like hate their job. Like, I just feel like I'm, I really admire you for picking the major that you picked because, you know, you pick something where you can literally do anything. Every company needs a, a financial advisor, needs something dealing with finances. Like, you can't go wrong with that. Yeah. So, yeah, like, that's one of the things. And, and you know what? I'm thinking about going back to school and just getting an education in something different so I can, like, 
try to find myself again because you know we yeah. decide our majors when we're 18 years old the woman i was then is not the woman i am now so like i've changed grown cut my hair dyed my hair changed men like it's just like i'm a whole different girl <laughs> <laughs> I'm a whole different girl. I've done bossed up for real. So it's just like you just need to give yourself time. We are still young. Like, what do you have to say about that? Like, no, definitely. Um, you got to try a few different things, um, to be honest. Even if you like one thing, I would say uh, just try a few different things yeah. so that you can figure out, okay, well, exactly what do I like about this? What mm -hmm. do I not like about this? Um, am I sure about it or is there something else out there that can fit me a little bit better? And it just helps you on a um, discovery path because um, I get so many people uh, that connect me on LinkedIn or that went to Georgia State and mm -hmm. say they, um, you know, they have a degree in finance or was in the business school. And I say, OK, what do you want to do? They just and they're like, I want a job. I was like, OK, well, I can't go to my employer and tell them that you want a job. Like I had to say. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? They're interested in this, this, and this. Right. Because, I mean, what great employer just wants an employee? Let's be honest. Right. They want an employee that is looking to be, you know, in sales. Or mm. they want an employee that's looking um, to be on their legal team and that has done X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. If you just say, well, I went to school and I got and I got a piece of paper. That's what, that's what school is. I got a piece of paper in this area. Well, yeah, so did, like... Uh -huh. Two million people. Yeah. <laughs> so like you have to you have to be a little bit more um specific right on your uh on your job hunt. So yeah, I agree with that. I definitely agree with that a hundred percent. Because I mean, at the end of the day, it is a piece of paper. Your grades really aren't going to mean anything unless you're going to grad school. So you need to figure out your why. You need to figure out what you were really trying to do with your life. And like I said, you don't have to have it all together right now, this very second. If you, you know, take a year off or whatever you need to do. But great facts, great little facts and tips. <laughs> um, so now that we're kind of like discussing about undergrad, I think, and I, don't, and I have no idea, I kind of know the age, age range of my listeners, but like, you know, just in case we do still have some college people that are listening. So how did you balance social life and school life? And I feel like even now is more important because a lot of people are doing virtual school. So your social life is oh, kind of yeah. your school yeah. life. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like work is at home. And I will not work. Well, yeah, your school is at home. So it's like it's in Inter your social life. Yeah. 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 So like what would be some advice you would give on that? I know you're not like in it right now, but like yeah. what would you say? OK, so I don't think I'm a, my my mm. situation is a very good um, <laughs> role model situation. Yeah. Um, But um, for me, I mean, I don't think I said this, but I went to uh, GSU, the real GSU. So Georgia State. Um, <laughs> So, I mean, in Georgia State, before I got there, was uh, was known as a party school. Mm -hmm. um, I don't really think we're known as a party school anymore, the school. Um, it's it's kind of lame now. I mean, sorry sorry <laughs> if you go to GSU, but it is. It, it, it's changed significantly, but that's good. It's, it's becoming really strong academically, so yeah. that's a strong suit there. But it was uh, known as a party school be just because we're in the heart of downtown Atlanta mm -hmm. and uh, all the people that come throughout the school. Um, so... For me, it was like the first two years, 
I mean, I'm not gonna lie. We 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 went out Wednesday through Saturday. <laughs> I mean, Wednesday we went to Quad. Thursdays was was like TTU. Thursdays, Friday we going somewhere. Friday, Saturday we in the club. We going somewhere Saturday. So like, we going out somewhere every day. So. <laughs> Somewhere somewhere in between that time, I need to get my work done. Like I said, I'm a very last minute person. So if I have if I have a test on Friday and we're going out Thursday, then maybe I don't want to do Thursday night. Maybe I want to study Wednesday night. <laughs> like, so you just have to um you really have to get that balance. Um when it comes to when it comes to studying and setting your schedule up. Mm-hmm. And I was never uh, a great person with balance but if you need to know how to cram in a lot of information in a little bit of time <laughs> i got you there oh, um so yeah so yeah just balancing social life um in in school like i said um i knew i knew when the time was socially but for school like just because i'm such a last minute person it's just you got to fit it in whenever you need to fit it in one thing i didn't notice that you said is that and you didn't directly say it, but like it seems like you really prioritized yourself a little bit. Like, yeah. so you're saying if you were gonna go out, you were gonna study, or am I lying? Oh yeah, definitely. Okay. I mean, I'm gonna. <laughs> I mean, before I go out, I'm gonna have um, everything situated to go out. Like I was. Yeah, yeah. I was never in a situation um, that some that I mean, some of my friends are. They'd be like. They would have, um, it would be 10 p.m. at night, mm-hmm. and they would have a 500-word essay. I'm like, what? Like, <laughs> you about to write 500 words in an hour and two? Yeah. And I mean, some people are just like me. I mean, they're, they're good in pressure situations, and they're, they're good last minute. But um, things as far as, like, an essay, that is a no for me. <laughs> I, I, can, I cannot do essays, so I'm going to need to write that essay, like, a little bit over time, but yeah. tests are a different. That's a different story. Like I can mm-hmm. study a lot of information, but writing an essay. Oh man, that's that's no. Yeah, <laughs> Just I know. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. So now that you've graduated, how do you continue to educate yourself every single day? And I really wanted to talk about this because, you know, some people you know, don't have the funds to go to college. And that's completely fine. I personally, and I want to hear your thoughts on this, I don't think you necessarily need a degree to be educated. Like, that's just something, if you choose to do, it's a great asset to yourself, but I don't necessarily think you need to do it. Um, But there are different ways to educate yourself every single day. And Jalen, how how do you do it? Yeah, that that was a... uh good point that you made there Mm -hmm. so for me um i think the way that i educate myself has changed a little a bit since college Mm -hmm. i don't know this is a thing or um or i just made this up in my head but i binge study so Mm -hmm. i am going to take a week or five days straight of uh at least three to five hours a day to learn this topic and i'm not going to stop to um until i feel like i've i've um Okay, of course I'm not going to master something a week, but so I feel like I have a in-depth analysis of what it is. Um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna stop, so I'll stay on a topic until like I have a lot of knowledge on it, mm-hmm. and then over time just continue to build that knowledge, continue to build that knowledge, continue to build that knowledge. And I think how I gained that mindset is um, just in doing different stuff. I was like, huh, I wonder if 
this is true or I wonder how that works. So I just started to um, look up different stuff in internet through college. Mm. And then after that, it just became like kind of like a habit just to go like deeper and deeper and deeper. Yeah. But it's good though. It um, it teaches me how to educate myself, which right. is really important in this world. Mm -hmm. um, so now we're gonna talk about, uh, like you said, uh, college and <laughs> <laughs> and you know, is is college all that cracked up is to be? I don't think college is a, is a scam. But I think it um, is perceived in the wrong way mm. and definitely is boosted up when you're younger. Mm -hmm. um, because, I mean, when you're younger, you really don't know because, um, one, I mean, you're not hanging out with a bunch of college kids or you're not hanging out with a bunch of people who graduate from college. Mm -hmm. um, me, personally, I am a, a first-generation college student. Mm. So, I mean, a lot of expectations on college, I mean, I didn't really know what to expect. Um, so a lot of things in college I had to figure out and learn for myself. Mm -hmm. um, my experience in college and when I was first starting college, I thought it was all about um, getting those good grades. Mm -hmm. Like you have to get those good grades. Like those good grades, are they mean everything. <laughs> so uh, the first year I had like a, over a 4.0. Wow. Um, so I was like, yeah, let me get those good grades. And then when I was, and then um, from my uncle and being in different programs, I knew that internships were important. So when I was applying for internships, I was kind of going in with the mindset, like, I got a 4.0, like, I'm going to get this internship. And after not getting an internship, um, my freshman year, I kind of, I kind of self-assessed. I was like, okay, this is weird. Like, mm -hmm. I have a really strong GPA. Like, do they know that I have a really strong <laughs> GPA? Like, right. I work hard and I have a strong GPA. Like mm -hmm. they must be missing this strong GPA. <laughs> so <laughs> I just had to go start to go to um, my career center more, which honestly uh, kids don't do enough because they have all the secret information. Like they got the secret <laughs> sauce. They're going to tell you, they're going to give you the game plan of um, how to network, how to um, do research on different companies. Mm -hmm. uh, what skills do you need to have to go into different industries? Mm -hmm. Um, you know, how to reach out to people in that industry and ask them questions, uh, how to land internships and just a whole bunch of different things that is building me up into mm. ultimately landing that job or or, you know, building my career after we graduate. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, that's what we go to school for. We go to school to get to get information so that we can, you know, make money off of it in a career or a job. And I think where um people think college is a scam where they get lost is um they go to college and they think that piece of paper is what gets them mm. um gets them that validation for the job but when really it's just a piece of paper at the end of the day um i i think of college as um a car or a vehicle mm -hmm. and you're the driver so mm. if i'm driving um say i'm driving a BMW or Mars a Maserati or a Porsche or something of that nature. Um, but I don't have my license. I don't know how to drive and I crash the vehicle. I mean, the vehicle's no good because I suck at driving, but if I'm a NASCAR race driver, I mean I could probably drive a beetle and beat you in a race while you're in a Porsche. Mm -hmm. I mean, more than likely if you know how to drive that vehicle right. Mm. So I mean college is just it's just a vehicle. I mean it's an institution. It's really up to the driver and um and I think what's more important 
than that vehicle is uh, mentorship. Mm-hmm. That's something that I've consistently found that works and that is the key to success. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to get mentorship, um, whether it's, you know, from one person using the Internet, using your resources mm. or however you do it. Um, mentorship is the, is the key to success. Mm. So, yeah, I would really advise that as well for people to go out there and find a mentor. I think to talk to someone who has gone through what you're going through will save you so much more time than you just doing it all on your own. I I can definitely say yes, that that is a huge help. That's another great tip. Um, So I wanted you you told me like a long time ago, like your morning routine. And I really wanted you to share that with like other people. Cause <laughs> it was very interesting to me. <laughs> so I actually started this morning routine probably sometime last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I was having some mental problems with, with motivation Mm -hmm. um and life and I had like big dreams and and I didn't know if I was going to um be able to achieve them I just felt like um I felt like there was so much more in life but I just didn't have the uh the knowledge or the tools to success Mm -hmm. um so I was kind of in a dark place when I started my morning routine I was going through relational problems um and I'm a bit to myself so a lot of people don't know that a lot of people still don't know that um but yeah, like I just from I like to watch a lot of motivational videos. Mm-hmm. Um, so I figured out like all the successful business people have like a morning routine. So I was like, mm-hmm. okay, of course I have to have a morning routine. Then, like, like I said, mentorship. Like I have to do what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, so my morning routine is um, I wake up um, at different times. Sometimes it is mainly it's like five around five five thirty in the morning. And um, and I think that's kind of in tune in my in tune in my head. Shout out to my dad because like mm-hmm. my whole life I've seen my dad get up at like five in the morning. Mm. Um, so that's just kind of the time that I've always gotten up in my life. Um, it's either going to be like five in the morning. At latest, it's going to be seven. That's mm-hmm. like late to me. <laughs> <laughs> and earliest, more recently, um, I, I get up at three a.m. Sometimes. Uh, shout out to Et. He says get up at 3 a.m. So I get up at 3 a.m. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah. So when I get so wait, up, wait. What time do you go to bed? I mean, like it just depends. Like <laughs> yeah, tonight I might I might go to bed, to bed t- tonight. <laughs> yeah, tonight I might go to bed like 10 11. I try to go to bed at a reasonable time, mm-hmm. like midnight. Um, <laughs> if I don't, then good sleep for me is like five six hours. To be honest, like I feel like that's. I feel like I I have good sleep if I got five or six hours. If I'm struggling, Mm -hmm, I'll probably mm -hmm. get like four or five hours. But good sleep is like six hours. Just give me that six and I'll be good. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. But yeah, back to uh, my fault. Back to the morning routine. (laughs) That was my fault. Um, (laughs) um, So yeah, when I get up, um, first thing that I do probably 80% of the days that I try to uh, focus on is... um, is prayer to God is praying to God or just having a conversation with God or mm-hmm. um, reading my Bible or listening to some type of sermon mm-hmm. um, as a believer. Um, if you do that, if you prioritize that in the morning, I mean, it's going to just help your day uh, so much more just because um, you'll be at the correct mental state mm. 
mm-hmm. and you're just giving thanks to him every morning, just letting him know mm-hmm. that you're thankful for all the blessings that ha- you have received and that you're about to receive. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just really builds you in your faith. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, um, I either listen to a podcast about um, investing and finance or I'll um, or I'll look at the markets pre-market. Um, going back <laughs> to the podcast, I got a lot of podcasts that I want to shout out. Um, if you're looking for some good uh, financial education podcasts, mm-hmm. I recommend His or Her Money, mm-hmm. um, EYL, with Market Mondays Investing, but the whole EYL University is really good. Mm-hmm. The Come Up Series, uh, that's a good one for investing. My First Million, that has a lot of good startup ideas on it. Mm-hmm. Um, general, generational Gems, uh, that's Adonis podcast. He went to Georgia State. Shout out to him. Mm-hmm. And uh, Spark Your Success by Leander Howard. Mm-hmm. Um, he also went to Georgia State, so shout out to him. Those are all great podcasts that I uh, recommend you listening to if you are, um, you know, want to be in business or want to be an entrepreneur or just want to have some type of side hustle. They really um, drop the keys in all those podcasts. Mm, I'm definitely going to check those out. Yeah. So yeah. But yeah, um that that's my morning routine and uh snatch and the other thing is like like I said I like to listen to motivational videos. So mm-hmm. um I'll listen to like a motivational video just to get my mind right. Mm. Um I'll listen to ET. Um ET the Hip Hop Preacher or Inky Johnson. Mm-hmm. Those are my top 2. Um and they like they really are amazing like like motivational videos used to be like cliche in high school. Mm-hmm. Like for real, like basketball coach used to have us listening to ET. But like when I got older, like no, that stuff like get it really gets your mind right. Like they drop gems for real. Right? Yeah, I love listening to motivational videos, and it's just it's really motivating to help you just get your day going. And mm-hmm. I think having a good morning routine is just like essential. Like I've had a morning routine forever and at first it starts small like okay i'm gonna make my bed and do everything else but as you get older you notice like your morning routine changes of course and you know as you get married and have kids you'll you'll see it alter even more so i would definitely say if you're the type of person who just wakes up and like get your day started like try doing something like start with making your bed start with you know like listening to motivational speeches and and it only takes like if you want to start small like just wake up an hour 30 minutes but like i would definitely say from the days where i'm running late and i just jump out of bed and and, I, and go to work i feel way more rushed rather than me waking up taking spending my time with god making my bed you know doing my whole skincare routine whatever i need to do listening i listen to worship music in the morning to just like relax me like i'm not turning on no crazy music like i need (laughs) (laughs) i'm not listening to like cardi b as soon as i wake up or 21 savage like i'm listening to something that's going to feel my heart feel my mind so i definitely wanted him to share that with y'all to just show like having a morning routine is essential 3 a.m that is great 5 a.m is great you don't have to start there start what's comfortable with you um, so we're getting down to the last two questions and I've really truly enjoyed everything you've said so far. So the next question um, I'm going to ask, it has a statistic that I found and it said um, in the U.S. black individuals are twice as likely to be unemployed than white individuals. 
once employed black individuals earn nearly 25% less than their white counterparts. Do you think this statistic is true due to the fact that these black individuals may have not furthered their education or do you think other factors have played a part? Um I know that was I think <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a tough question. That's the one <laughs> that I had to think about really. Yeah. Uh, the deepest cuz I didn't want to say like something I truly didn't mean. Mm -hmm. Um but yeah, I think education is is the number uh the number one factor that comes to that statistic. Mm. But even when um all else equals and education is not in the mix, um a lot of times you still find that um African Americans will get paid less than their yes. white counterpart or, you know, their Asian counterpart or you know, or whoever. Um, why is that? We will never know. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we we would never know. Like, I mean, I I mean, but I mean, other than obviously, I mean, racism is still out there. I think yeah. we learned that in 2020, <laughs> and people, um, and when you and you have to think that people uh tend to favor what looks like them. So in corporate mm. America, there's not a lot of black people. So you know, when you're going for that job or um, when you're going, you know, when you're trying to get that promotion, people mm -hmm. just want to really choose what's they're comfortable with, mm. what they're what they're more familiar with. So mm. they may choose, they may not choose a black person at the end of the day, simply just because they cannot relate to a black person as much as they can to somebody else. That's very um, true. I mean, which is which is sad. I, I feel like we should be past that, but it's just uh, the truth of it all. But um, going back to the educational aspect. Um, I think the education aspect is definitely, uh, the leading factor, um, because when you think about, um, uh, education in the black community compared to other communities, we don't have as, uh, as much resources mm. in our school. It's proven that we don't have as much resources in our school. Yes. Um, and we don't have as much not only don't don't we have as much resources we don't have as much money so when you talk about furthering your education um and like college you know mm -hmm. not as lot of not as many um black families can afford to go to college as other cultures can so right that's um that's a big impact because i mean most of these uh good <laughs> <laughs> good jobs um you have to have a college degree right um but not all of them but also um like we we our people just i mean we suffer from a lack of knowledge in in really all areas like whether it's college or not college and education just in general right um whether it comes to you know finance finances or you know knowing our rights legally mm -hmm. or you know, just knowing a bunch of different stuff, like um, really diving into um, entrepreneurship and business and things of that nature. Um, sometimes it just surprised me, the conversations that white families have or mm. or some of the stuff that they know that like drops my mouth open. Like, man, I, I never heard, I never hear, you know, I'm not gonna say never, but on the normal, I don't hear black families mm. talk about this stuff. Like, mm -hmm. it's not normalized in the household at all. Yeah. Um, and it starts at home. Yeah, it, and it definitely starts at home. And that's, like, one of my reasons that I go so hard um, is generational wealth. Like, I want it to be 
normalized in my household uh, about, you know, finances and and different things so that we can um, prosper and live a great life. But um, getting back to the, the facts about education, mm-hmm. um, it's also known that um, we're more likely um, to be in prison. So mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. that's a that's a factor to it. Um, once you're once you become a felon you know that's a lot of different opportunities that are taken away from you so that's exactly that's one way that we're oppressed um mm-hmm. two that um like i said it's resources and finances as far as school and also um i remember one day i can't remember where i was probably listening to a podcast to be honest <laughs> where i heard this from but there are tests that they conduct at a young at kids at a young age to see you know, what is your likelihood that you'll be successful? Mm. Um, what is your likelihood that you will um, be in prison? Mm. And I feel that um, that those tests are done and they can be used in a very positive manner, mm. but they're probably not used in a very positive manner. Nope. Um, when you think about um, standardized tests and you think about different testing in the school system, instead of, um, you know, you didn't pass this test, so let's try to get you more help you know that's really not that's supposed to be the approach right. but it's more of okay they didn't pass this test so they can't get into this program or they have to get mm-hmm. detained or you mm-hmm. know they have to more so suffer consequences from these tests instead of uh testing to see you know in what ways can we help them yeah in what ways can we help them out so yeah I so, just I just so feel yeah. like we're always we're always going to be at a disadvantage. It doesn't matter how much education we get or how well we look on paper if we're standing next to somebody else who probably did the bare minimum not saying, you know, that other races don't work hard. It's just like we are always going to be set back because of our race. And that's why it's even more important i want to enforce that our black men get educated with with every resources you can whether it is listening to a podcast or listening to a motivational speech or looking up classes on youtube you can literally look up classes on youtube yeah you don't have the degree but you have the education and you know what to expect and definitely know your rights Knowing Mm -hmm. your rights, especially when coming in contact with the police, is going to help you so much because they know that they cannot play you. Like, knowing that they cannot search your car without a warrant, knowing they cannot go in your trunk without a warrant. Like, those are things you have to know, and I feel like that's what gets... And I'm not saying, like, it's our fault, but that's what what they're looking for. They're going to pull you over and say, can I go in your trunk? And you're going to listen to them and pop your trunk. And, like... It might not have nothing. It might have something, but you need to tell them, like, sir, you need a warrant to do that. And you just, you just have to know your rights. You need to get education. Ed- education. <laughs> you need to get educated if you're a black man or just a black person in general. Like, we just need to be educated so we can have one up on the system. So, yeah. yeah. And like you said, it, it, it really is. It's a household problem. Like, yes. it starts in the household. Like, yes. we have to have more conversations about our rights we have to have Mm -hmm. more conversations about finances we have to have um you know more conversations about all these because in the white families they're having those conversations but in our household it's like you know i'm saying you ask you ask the wrong question then i mean you're not gonna get you're not gonna get a friendly conversation explaining (laughs) this and that it's gonna be like nah you don't need to worry about that or that's like that's like or they might be like you know that's adult business you don't even worry about that like do you pay bills in my household no or something of that nature so it's just exactly. that it's just that stigma and um i think it's also 
um, not only in the household, but within um, the culture. Like, I really don't want to blame hip hop, <laughs> but because um, I love hip hop so much. But um, it's just like the things, you know, so we cherish the wrong things sometimes. Yes. Um, and it's it's out of ignorance, but it's out of, you know, trying to impress people. Um, you know, a lot of these rappers, um, you know, what, what you see in the video um, is 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 not how they're really living. Right, exactly. And, and if they are really living like that sometimes, like if they still really are in the hood in a trap, like they own their hood. They own their <laughs> trap. Like they own all that real estate in there. Like, <laughs> I mean, so that's the things that they're not telling us about. They're not telling us, you know how to make it out the hood so right so it, it's kind of crazy mm, they're kind of like fantasizing it a little bit exactly and, like you've been out the hood for 15 years my g like right. tell me how you got out so i can do the same <laughs> exactly and i and i really love that you you touched on that and yeah like uh, we could talk about this forever definitely this is a long podcast so if you made it this far shout out to you um but yeah i i really feel like everything that Jalen has said has has been very noted and it's very credible like it it makes sense so thank you for that so the last question is an obvious question and you've you've hinted on that is um and, and you've touched on it but how important do you think it is to further your education as a black man in the usa it's past pivotal like that's <laughs> pivotal like it's it's past important yeah. i mean it's crucial at this time um one because I mean, the the black man is kind of supposed to be the head of the household. Mm -hmm. So he is supposed to um, to set the example. Um, and just because we uh, face so much oppression, mm -hmm. um, it, it's really important to educate yourself, not only on the level. Like I said, I mean, we are disadvantaged as far as, um, as college. So we had to find other ways, you know, whether it's, you know, I want to be a mechanic, um, I want to get a trade, or I want to, you know, build a high income skill, you know, if I, if I know, um, if I know how to make beats, like everybody want to be a rapper, mm -hmm. but you know, it's, there's different avenues, like I can, I can make beats or, um, you know, I can have um, a car washing business, like I mm -hmm. could power wash houses, or, I mean, there's just so many different things that we can do out here. We just have to find um, our skills and utilize them right um to the best of our advantages at the end of the day and we have to learn um we also have to learn like how are the white people getting the money like how are yeah how are the wealthy getting the money and then yeah. we can do the same like you know a, mm -hmm. a lot of that comes mm -hmm. from them um investing in the stock market and real estate mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. you know maybe we can't do that to maybe everybody can't do that today but like it should just be a constant um education towards that or builds towards that like how can we participate how they do it so that you know they can't take our power away anymore yes you know yes. so so yeah well that was our last question Jalen. thank you so much for being here on this show like <laughs> it was really 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 good like we were spiraling down other topics and i just i really appreciate everything that you said and i really hope that my stars reciprocated what you said and they're taking notes and you know getting educated okay. so thank you can yeah go ahead say something what were okay. you gonna say i just had a little fact before you do your, your poem okay um, yeah what's your po uh, what's your fact i was gonna say i, what's mean, your I just want to leave everybody with a little bit of um motivation like like i said mm -hmm. um 
I, I wake up every day um, striving for generational wealth for my family mm-hmm. um, just because, you know, I believe they deserve it and I can achieve it. Mm-hmm. So um, this is a little fact that um, if you don't think that you can do it, this is a little fact that should help you out. Um, mm-hmm. So there is about $2 trillion in circulation um, in the U.S., Mm. And that's like when I'm talking about two trillion in circulation, I mean like physical money, like you can have it in your hand. So there's only 247 million adults that are over the age of 18 in the U.S. And there's two trillion dollars. If you do that math, that means everybody at any moment could have one hundred thousand dollars in their hand. Mm. Everybody. And there is 20 trillion in money supply, what I call money wealth. So that means not only cash in hand, but, you know, cash in the bank, um, Mm -hmm. money in the market, just just overall wealth. Mm -hmm. That means everybody in the U.S. could have a million dollars, like, at any moment of wealth. And that's without talking about, you know, money circulation of, you know, if I buy this, it transfers to that person. Like, you know, that's just... Uh, average mm. on average everybody could be a millionaire so like what's stopping you from being average what's wow. stopping you just from trying to get a little bit of that money and take it from the wealthy people they have everything <laughs> i want a little bit of it so i'm going to take some right oh <laughs> that was good Jalen. yes that was we can all be millionaires you heard the man you heard it from the financial advisor himself he <laughs> said that you can be a millionaire you <laughs> that's lit i hope i can get some of that money too i really do well now i'm gonna thank you again (laughs) for dropping those facts that was that was amazing i truly 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 enjoyed this podcast okay y'all so i'm about to read you guys my poem so this poem is entitled is titled an educated black man and i kind of wrote this uh specifically for the ladies um but it is definitely it it touches on a lot of the stuff Jalen was already talking about about like you know the rapper lifestyle and what us women see in a man and um yeah I just really hope that you guys can take this with a grain of salt and um and you know take my words and enjoy them and I hope that they guide you um and overall I hope this podcast guided you as well so I'm just gonna go ahead and get started An educated black man. An educated black man is a man that does not only know how to speak for himself, but he knows how to speak for his community. He knows how to bring unity between two issues that seem unsolvable. His words are dissolvable as they sink into your mind and blow you away. Baby, if you have an educated black man, keep him and hold on to his secrets. He carries a lot up top, but his words know how to mop up a mess the society refuses to clean. An educated black man is not measured by his degree. This man knows how to bring the heat. He knows how to make people uncomfortable when he speaks. These are the messages he knows he has to rely from the kingdom, where God has given him breath directly into his lungs, giving him a purpose. Some conversations that he has may make you nervous, but they are facts, and he lays them right on the table. And when he finishes, you feel a little more stable, 
as you fall into his mind and fall in love with how his education is blowing your mind. Instead of him playing with your pussy at night, he shines issues that he sees in society and he brings them to light. You talk about how the two of you can make a change and get out of chains instead of him just watching you when you change. He pulls back all the layers in your mind that people haven't seen yet. I know this might be getting too direct because you see people in our society don't look for that in a man. They're trying to see what his car, how, what kind of car he drives and if his thing is big enough to ride. They're trying to see how much bread he has on the table or who's signed to the biggest label, how many chains hang on his neck. And no, I'm not trying to come for these niggas next. They just might be educated. What I'm trying to say is there is so much more than the outside appearance of a man. Yes, looks matter. But what does this nigga have to say when his community is in flames? What does he have to say when his brothers and sisters are wandering astray? What does he have to say when people around him don't know how to vote? Listen, ladies. Stop worried about how his stroke game is. Worry about if he can sustain a household if y'all choose to get married. Worry about how many times he opens his Bible when things in his life feel scary. Worry about how he speaks, how he speaks to your mind. Some men have so much more to offer than you think. Shh, just listen when he speaks. These are his unspoken words. I'm just brave enough to say it. I'm just brave enough to relay it. No, you are not in class, but you just got educated. Mic drop. <laughs> so I hope you guys enjoyed that. Yes, that was a little more explicit than what I normally do. But ladies, come on now. You know, you know, we really be playing the educated fellas. Come on now. Yeah, I it's like not, it. You got to give it to him real. Yes, I got to give it to him raw because I wouldn't be a poet if I didn't. So I love you guys. And, you know, this was a great podcast. I love it. You loved it? Yeah, yeah, I think this is a good one. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> oh. Oh, I recorded it. I was about to I'm say it. No, no. I, I was watching that. I was watching it the whole time, trust me. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Okay. Nah, you killed the poem, so I had to make sure Dang it was going. Okay, we out, we out, we out, we out, we out, we out, we out. Thank listening to another episode of this special season of His Spoken Words. You can still follow the podcast at her.spokenwords, and you can follow me, the host, at livingwithyourglow with underscores in between. Again, thank you for listening, and stay glowing and stay shining, my stars. Until next time.